Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance guests on the Goodyear Hotline and the NBA, as we have long known it, is a different place this morning. The king is dead. Long live the king. What does it mean? Where do we go from here? Those are the questions. We've got the answers, plus Chris Bosh live. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. The defending champs, the Lakers, are eliminated in six games. We knew we had to come in, and, you know, we were stressing since we won the last game that, you know, we wanted to end the year on their home court. All in all, you know, I give my hats off uh, to, to everyone on this team who showed up every day to work and obviously fell short of our goal. LeBron James is one of the rarest of the rare athletes that it becomes impossible for him to do anything of consequence without us considering the impact it has on his legacy. That's a compliment, really, if you think about it. The only greater one is Tom Brady, who is beyond that and playing exclusively with house money when it comes to legacy at this point. For LeBron, it's all about comparing him to ghosts. Michael never did this, they'd say. Kobe never did that. Magic never needed this. Kareem was still doing that. So where do we wake up today? With two central questions, I suppose. We'll make them Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The first is, what does this stunning and thorough defeat, not by the big three nets, not by a team anyone thinks is about to be historically great, but just a run-of-the-mill good Phoenix Suns team, what does it mean to LeBron's legacy? And then the second question, of course, is more important, and that is, is it over? Not literally. LeBron isn't going to retire But have we seen the last of him on the biggest stage? Because as I said the other day, we often don't know when we are seeing the last time. Have we already seen the last time? Those are the questions. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I will offer my answers, and then I'll be interested in hearing from you. As far as the first one is concerned, to me, that's easy. How does this impact his legacy? Not at all. Not one bit. This loss is only slightly on LeBron, and LeBron's legacy is what it is no matter what. There isn't anything he could do at this point, in my view, that will diminish what he has been and what he has meant. If you want to suggest that losing with this team without Anthony Davis in this place is the reason he's not better than Michael Jordan, I'm going to suggest you haven't thought that through. You probably need to put a little more time, energy, and effort into that conversation. So to me, as far as his legacy, this has no significance at all. The other question is much more interesting and much more important. Is it done? The answer is no and a little bit of yes. And by that, I mean this. I believe LeBron will be back. And I believe LeBron may very well wind up winning more championships in the NBA. But I think what is done is what we sometimes call Game 6 LeBron. I think the day and age and time of LeBron being able to just put a team on his back, a comparatively inferior team as he did multiple times in Cleveland, for example, and just carry them deep into playoffs and even potentially to a championship, I think those days are done. That is not a criticism. That means that he is starting to lose the one battle no athlete has ever and will ever win. And that, of course, is the one against Father Time. Tom Brady notwithstanding, and I'm here to tell you that will happen to Brady as well someday. 
he would either get out and, and that it could wind up being another five years, but it's just not possible to do this stuff forever. Athletes don't play for their entirety of their lives, not their natural lives. That's not the way this is going to go. So it's not a criticism of LeBron to say he's no longer the guy that you can just say, well, we've got him, so we're a championship contender. It is the ultimate compliment to him that he was that as long as he has been. And this does not mean, however, that he can't still win titles. The question is, can Anthony Davis be depended upon to be the one to get him over that finish line? And to me, the obvious answer is no. When you look at how they won it last year under the most unusual circumstances ever, Anthony Davis went into the bubble more rested than he will ever be, than any NBA player could ever otherwise be going into a postseason run. And then they had the least grueling postseason run ever because it did not involve travel. This is not to diminish what they did. In its own way, winning the championship with the bubble is an extraordinary accomplishment. It is different from any other. And in some ways, it's better than others. But in other ways, it's much less grueling and taxing. And the grueling and taxing part is where you lose Anthony Davis. When Charles Barkley calls him street clothes, it is not only funny, it is a genuine reflection of the concern. This is a player who has been unavailable to his team for 20% of the games he's played in his NBA career, and he's only getting older. So I do not believe there is reason to think they've got Anthony Davis. He'll be the guy to carry LeBron across the finish line. I think that's what LeBron wanted him to be. I think LeBron recruited him to Los Angeles to be that guy, and I understand why. When healthy, Anthony Davis absolutely is that guy. But with him, the when healthy is just too big a problem. Then there's the Damian Lillard of it all. If you're just waking up and were not up late last night and did not watch Get Up With Us this morning, Damian Lillard, after his team, after he was brilliant again last night and his team once again lost, they're out after game six last night at home against Denver, he posted sort of a cryptic Nipsey Hussle tweet or Instagram post, I should say, in which he talked about how much longer can I do this? Now, if there's one thing I've learned, it is never to take a player at his word right after his season ends. I certainly would be willing to give him the ultimate pass on just blowing off some steam after another frustrating first-round exit. But you do have to wonder with Dame Lillard, and Legler brought this up and many others on TV with us this morning. Dame Lillard, who'll be 31 years old in July, and I think is as good as basically any player in the sport. I think he is a top five NBA player, and I will defend that, and I've been saying it for a while. I can see him watching all these other players just getting together. Look what they keep doing. Oh, in Golden State and in L.A. and in, now in Brooklyn. And I'm sitting here in Portland. I'm never going to win. It's not about giving up. It's not about throwing in the towel. It's about recognizing the obvious reality. That one player getting drafted to one place and staying there and not being able to bring other stars into play, you're just not going to win a championship. It's the ultimate indictment of where we are in the NBA. I hate it. Let me make it clear. I hate it. I'd love to see Dame Lillard win a championship in Portland. But in the same way that we all, I think, have reason to worry that someday Zion is going to need to get out of New Orleans and John Morant is going to need to get out of Memphis and all this other stuff, Maybe at this point, I would, let's put it this way, I would not be the least bit critical of Dame Lillard 
if he decides he needs to do that and get out of Portland. In that regard, Damian Lillard becomes the most important person in the NBA this summer. By the way, his next contract hasn't kicked in yet. He's owed $176 million over the next four years. What are the most intriguing landing spots? Well, our young friend Nuno will be jumping up and down right now in our control room in Bristol yelling, he should come to the Knicks, he should come to the Knicks. I brought that up to Bart Scott on TV this morning, and he scoffed at it and said he's looking to win a championship. Why in the world would he go play with the Knicks? Maybe Miami would be an intriguing place for him to go. If you've got Lillard and Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, is that the makings of a championship team? I don't know. We'll get to the bottom of that as we go. We'll talk to Chris Bosch about it. No one knows better than he does what it's like to put together a championship team in Miami. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Obviously, this is the overwhelming story of the day. What did last night mean, both big picture and small? The answers are many, and they are varied. Chris Bosch will be our guest as we continue in a moment. Stick around. We'll be jam-packed all day. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The one, the only, the Hall of Famer, or soon to be, Chris Bosch, will join us in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline on this, the morning after LeBron and the Lakers were eliminated from the playoffs. I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you about ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who is hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny at ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we always get smarter when we talk basketball with Chris Bosch. Good morning, Chris Bosch. Good morning. How are you? I, I'm good, and uh, we will talk about your book in a moment. Chris has a book that is out this week. It is called Letters to a Young Athlete. The foreword was written by his legendary former coach, Pat Riley. We'll talk about that. But let's start um, by talking about what happened with LeBron. And look, um, I said that maybe he is just starting to lose 
the one battle that no athlete in history has ever won and none ever will. <laughs> and that is the one against Father Time. You know, you know, yeah. that's not to say that LeBron can't still be an outstanding player and can't still win championships. But 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 maybe he can't anymore be the guy who just puts an entire team on his back and runs deep into the playoffs. That that time comes for everybody. What do you see as you watch that right now? Well, I mean, it's, it's difficult for anybody to to have to be able to put that uh, performance out there and throughout the history of the game. Um, when you reference um, putting a team on your back, um, very rarely uh, does that happen. And two of those times, it was LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, coming off of last season, straight from the bubble, straight into this season, um, you didn't have the normal reset that you usually have as a player and, and, you know, everybody's clocks was kind of off and, and you could see it in the team's face. They were never healthy. Uh, they never were able to get out the blocks and, and come together as a team. And yeah, with that said, you know, <clears throat> father time is real, right? Um, what well, he's 36 years old, uh, or well, I think, th- yeah, 36 is, years old. Right. And, yeah. And time, you know, those things, uh, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body, a lot of miles, but he's played the most minutes ever out of any athlete. So, you know, I think one thing the Lakers will have to kind of really do next year is, uh, figure out how they're going to put uh, the complementary pieces as a team, uh, together. And especially if, you know, AD is out there, the number two or one, a or one B, whatever you want to call them, it's just damn near impossible. Um, when, when you, when you're in the playoffs, you, you want to be as close to a hundred percent as possible. And you definitely, definitely want to have, um, you know, everybody on your team out there on the court. Chris Bosch with me here on ESPN Radio. You look at a guy like Anthony Davis, and he's so unbelievably talented. And I give him credit for going out there last night and gutting it out because it was evident immediately that he was just not healthy enough to play. And with guys like yeah. that, what what do we say? What what do we say about a player like that? The, the, the You've heard some of the jokes that people will make and whatever it is out there, Charles Barkley and people like that. What's the right thing to say about Anthony Davis, who was just so good and yet for whatever reason is just unable so often to stay healthy? Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's, we, we are, we're all going to have something in our games or our careers is something that we have to get better at, right? And And with AD, it's not about basketball. It's not about talent. I'm sure it's not about teamwork. Uh, he's going to have to find a way to be more durable, um, uh, to be able to stay out on the court and be available. That's one of the big challenges about the league. And, you know, it's interesting with people making uh, fun of it, it's, and especially with Chuck. Like, come on, you know, he's uh, Chuck has been injured before, and, you know, he should, he should know those things. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's tough. You know, you can't – sometimes you cannot help um, how your body reacts or if you get injured. You know, I don't think uh, people should make fun of that. But, you know, he, he's going to have to take those lumps, and, and, and I guess he's going to have to increase his training regimen or change something because, obviously, um, um, it's not uh, working to his benefit. So it's, it's always good to know that there's something to work on. So I'm sure AD will start getting to work, preparing his mind, shoot, probably starting today or tomorrow. Greeny and Chris Bosch with you here. The next thing I want to ask you about is something that you would be – very familiar with, and and the psychology of it is fascinating to me. So Damian Lillard last night after Portland gets eliminated, he put this post up on Instagram talking about how much longer can I continue to have the drive. It was He was quoting Nipsey Hussle, but people have mm-hmm. speculated, you know, he's 30 years old. He'll be 31 in July. He's been in one place for his entire career. He has made it clear he has wanted so desperately to find a way to win there. 
But I'm envisioning mm-hmm. him. He's sitting and he's watching guys, you know, teaming up and all that kind of stuff and thinking to himself, if I ever want to do that, if I ever want to have a parade, if I ever want to have a celebration, I got to do it. <laughs> and I'm thinking about you. You were yeah. there in Toronto. You were a great player yeah. in Toronto. You were putting up huge numbers. You were a perennial all-star. You could have done that forever. And, and But you looked at the lay of the land and you said, you know what, if I want to win, I got to go team up with other guys. T- take me through that mentality and what you think Damian Lillard might be feeling. I know he's hurt. Um, I know he's disappointed. I mean, you know, we saw the performance that really the whole season, especially the second half, but especially in this first round of the playoffs, I mean, he's incredible. And to put the time and the effort and, and, and the belief and try to put, you know, the city, the organization, your community on your back and have everybody hopeful. And then, you know, you don't get out the first round. That that hurts. Um, that That's extremely painful as an athlete to deal with, especially with, I'm, I'm sure that he believes uh, that he knows he's a champion and he, he he's just working to get there and, he, and even just get a crack at it. Um, it's incredibly hard. And, yeah, I know what he means when he says that. Uh, when I was in Toronto, uh, I got, I mean, you know, I, we weren't even close. We weren't even scratching the surface. Our team, for whatever reason, we just we just couldn't put it together, and, and we we just weren't good enough. And you know, I I, I had a conversation actually uh, out of you know out of everyone that I spoke to. I had a conversation with Bill Walt, and I asked him. I was on the search for like, okay, what are what is important? What are what are what is what should I be thinking about as a player? And the thing he told me was that he said you want to. He said, "CB, you want to play on that big stage, mm. you know." And and when he said that, I said, "Yeah, exactly. I want to play on that big stage, just like I saw my heroes do." That didn't make it any easier. I didn't know what was going to come from that, but I mean, you, you you have to do it in any way you can. And you know, I feel for Dame. I feel for. Uh, the Blazers. It's a part of the sport, um, but you know he'll he'll be he's resilient. Uh, he'll get better. Um, he'll continue working on his craft, and you, you just in, in those moments you have to just keep knocking at the door and continue to go. And you know he he's got a contract there. They've got to make the that team the best possible team they can. He's only been out of the first round of the playoffs three times in his nine NBA seasons. The Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh, with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. So, so as you sit back and look at it now, who do we like? The, the Lakers are out. The West feels kind of yeah. completely wide open. The Nets are going up against Milwaukee. I, I keep having people come on this show and tell me they think this is Milwaukee's year. Who do you like? Man, I, you know what? Um, I, I, you know, I like Phoenix. I really do. Uh, a lot of people kind of um, <laughs> kind of are surprised by that when I say it, and it's definitely between uh, uh, them and, and the Jazz. And of course, I'm not. They still have more games to play. I don't want to overstep mm-hmm. um, um, the next round. But I mean, Phoenix. I think um, they have a very interesting mix. Nobody sees it coming. Um, they have the veteran leadership. Uh, they have the bigs. They have a. They're. they're I mean, their coaching is uh, very – they're very well coached. They move the ball. They play together. They've got young talent outside shooting. And they've got that young man uh, named Devin Booker. Um, he, he's a walking bucket, you know. So you have all of the, the necessary elements to uh, uh, to make a run at it. And, and, you know, just like you were saying with um, with Milwaukee and, and the Nets in, in this next round, especially with Joel Embiid um, out right now, Man, it is looking really interesting. I mean, you know, the 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 Bucks have every reason to be confident. 
the Nets are still, you know, they've only played 13 games, games together, the big three. So they still have, they're pretty much learning on the fly. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, what happens, but I'm rooting for CP on this one. I want to, I want Chris Paul to get that ring. Yeah, they've got that veteran leadership with him. And you're exactly right. A lot of people didn't see Phoenix coming. The world just sort of penciled LeBron and the Lakers into the next round through this, and out they go. Chris Bosh, again, his new book is called Letters to a Young Athlete. Tell us about Chris, what is it? Is is the book is the book a compilation? I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So pretty much, um, you know, after I was done playing, I found myself reflecting back on my career. Uh, everyone that uh, uh, helped me um, through so many different situations, and I wanted to kind of give a memento uh, uh, to the game, leave, leave it to the game for young athletes and really everyone. Uh, it's a universal message that I think everyone that wants to be successful can learn from. So, you know, I just started, you know, thinking about those lessons that are most important, like, um, you know, uh, uh, getting rid of the ego, uh, putting work into your body, putting work into your mind, um, communicating with your teammates, being a good teammate, you know, handling criticism, not getting too high or too low. You know, there's uh, there's just a bunch of jewels and stories in here that I feel, you know, one, they helped me for sure. Uh, but this is me sharing those things that actually helped me throughout my life, not just in the NBA, the conversations I had throughout college, um, throughout great people that I met in high school, um, throughout my career as well, and just being around the greats. You know, uh, we feel that there is this synonymous message that could be understood and and we you know uh you know we're just giving out these tools for people to take and apply to their own life if they're if they have a goal to accomplish or they're trying to be great you know this book is for them i love it chris bosh the, the book is called letters to a young athlete always a pleasure to catch up thank you chris i'll talk to you soon Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. You too. All right, it's Chris Bosch with us here on a Friday on ESPN Radio. That's the book. I, I was just glancing as, as we were talking about Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker, I, I went back and looked at it because I thought to myself, you know, sometimes these things start to meld together in your mind. Which of the Kentucky teams was he, right? Because you, And I realized he was the sixth man on that Kentucky team. That's why he was drafted as late as he was, if you consider being drafted 13th overall in the first round late, but he was on that team that we all thought was going to go unbeaten and wound up losing in the final four. But he was on that team with Carl Anthony Towns and Willie Cauley Stein and all those guys. He came off the bench. He came off the bench in college. <laughs> he played 38 games. He averaged 10 points in 21 minutes and was named the SEC's sixth man of the year. Right now, he might be one of the best players in the world. I mean, think about how completely loaded that Kentucky team was when they had him. Anyway, there's a million things going on here that I want to get into. I want to bring the hashtag crew into the conversation here uh, as well today because there's a lot to talk about. So we got hashtag Hembo. We got hashtag Nuno and the crew. Nuno, I'll start with you. The discussion about Damian Lillard. This is your dream. This, this, is your, this is your wildest fantasy come true. So as a fan of the New York Knicks, when you woke up this morning and you saw that Instagram post from Damian Lillard that sounded like he might be considering wanting out of Portland, Nuno, what was your reaction? My mind started thinking, who else can we add with Dame like so is it Dame and Bradley Beal like that's where my mind is it's like we got to build this I love it I just love it that is that is the mindset for everyone listening across the entire the entirety of the other 49 states 
uh, and and throw in any other places this this program might be heard. That's how Nick fans are thinking today. <laughs> Nick fans woke up this morning thinking, "All right, we've got Dame now." <laughs> like he's Damian Lillard is a Nick. That's done. Now who else can we get? That is what the Nick fans are thinking this morning. Meanwhile, Hembo, let me turn to you. Of the many things that Tim Legler said, and, and Hembo is not just the you know insightful stats guy on this show, but um, Hembo works with us on Get Up. Of the many insightful things that Tim Legler said with us today on Get Up, and he was terrific, there's one I want to react to. When I asked Legs about the Lakers getting knocked out last night, he said this. You cannot go through the regular season without prioritizing what you're doing. And that's kind of how they acted. They were a team coming off a championship that felt like, hey, we got a lot of vets. We're going to be fine. We don't care where we end up seated. And it's just not the case in the Western Conference anymore, particularly when you have guys that were injured. You have guys that missed as much time as LeBron and AD did. So for me, this whole thing is just a culmination of what was headed their way based on how they treated the regular season. So he said that. What did you immediately think when he said that? I want to see if you thought the same thing I did. I thought Clippers. I, I, thought, I thought that both of those teams uh, are paying for or have paid the price for minimizing the regular season. That's what I thought. See, I went the other way. Hmm. I thought of the Nets. And I thought to myself, the Nets can disprove that. Mm-hmm. The no one has discounted a season more than the Nets did. Kyrie Irving just chose not to play some games because they didn't seem as important as other things he might do. It's one thing for Kevin Durant, who's working his way back from an Achilles. I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And Harden got hurt and he got hurt. But no one did less, however you want to say they got there, no one had less of a regular season than they did. They played eight games together. But it's a lot different to withstand the rigors of the Western Conference, right? If, uh, who knows if the Nets could have afforded to do that if they were a Western I Conference I don't know. Team. I mean, well, you tell me. Right now, mm-hmm. we have seven of the final eight teams have been decided. So let's even include the five that are still alive in the West. Utah, Phoenix, mm-hmm. the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Mavericks. That's one side of the draw. The other side is the Nets, the Bucks, the Hawks, and the Sixers. Is the West that much better than the East? It's that much better than the East. I would be willing to say that Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee would be the only teams that would have so much as made the playoffs if they were in the West this season. So it's deeper is what much, you're saying. Much it goes deeper. further down. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, I guess that's fair because, yeah, Portland is better than a lot of the other teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. The Lakers are a team that fell down there. Now, of course, they, they fell down for a variety of other reasons. That's interesting. I, I guess if the Nets win, mm-hmm. does it disprove what Legler was saying? Will we now live in a world where the regular season genuinely doesn't matter? Well, the Nets have three, and the Lakers have two. And like, what, that, what this proves is the value of the big three. The big three isn't just because you can collect more talent. It's because it mitigates potential risk of something like this happening, Anthony Davis getting injured. All right, the bottom line of it is this. This is what I'm trying to work my way towards saying, and you're not saying it fast enough, so I'll do it. If you love basketball, if you love what the sport has always been, I don't care what team you do or don't root for, we can't have the Nets win. We can't have it. Because if that's the answer, like there's a part of me, look, I wanted to see the Lakers go on. I, I, I know what, that, that, what the loss of LeBron is going to mean and all the rest of that. So, I mean, just selfishly in that regard, and I like LeBron. I tend to root for him 
as opposed to not so. But I will say Phoenix is a good, fun, young team to watch, and Devin Booker is just, I mean, as Chris Bosch just said, he's a walking bucket. But the sport, in order for the sport to be what we want it to be, for those of us who have followed it all of our lives, we cannot live in a world where we are just going to make the regular season not matter at all, at all, and then just roll into the playoffs, just get together like we're an AAU team, but just, oh, you and me and him, let's get him, find it where he'll, you know, eat his way out of there, and then we'll, he'll come, <laughs> he'll play with us, and then don't worry about it. We don't, that, that, no, forget it. It's January. Don't play. Go do whatever you want to do. Don't matter if the game's on TV. doesn't matter if people are paying thousands of dollars for the tickets. Don't worry about that. We'll play when it matters and then win. And we can't have that. We cannot have that. And if that's what winds up happening here, I, th- I think that we really have a problem. So I, what I want to see is I want to see Damian Lillard stay in Portland, and I want to see Zion Williamson stay where he is, and I want to see John Morant stay where he is, and I want to see these teams sort of form the way they used to be. But I recognize that's not the way it's going to go anymore. So at least we have to have some priority in the regular season. It has to matter a little. The games have to matter a little, don't they? They do. Can I make a suggestion? What? Would we still have this problem if we just eliminated the max contract. That, okay. So, now, let me give you a sounder on that. I like that so much. Stan Van Gundy said that. Stan Van Gundy, and this was a couple of years ago, said if you want to solve the problem of these guys all coming together, leave the salary cap in place, but remove the max. So that if you want to pay LeBron James $60 million a year, someone will. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to get $60 million a year, he can't have Anthony Davis on his team. Kevin Durant can't have Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And these guys will all be spread around to all the teams because there aren't 60 superstars walking the face of planet earth. And there are 30 NBA teams. So we can't, we, we cannot distribute them. If some teams are going to have three, then the, the easy, simple math suggests far too many teams are going to have none. So I think that's a great idea, and I do believe it is one of the many things that they can and should look at as we go. All right, we're just getting rolling today. Hey, is your dad's razor older than you are? Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSC six-blade razor is perfect for an extra close, precise shave. Get one now at a store near you or as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash greenie. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash greenie. We, we have a million things to get to today. The biggest event in sports this weekend by far isn't in the NBA. In fact, you might not even know it's going to happen. We will get to that. And we have to get back to yesterday's issue of the day, which involved sharks and vending machines. All of that is on the way here. My name is Greeny, and right now a quick word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call them at 1-800-GRANGER. Click on Granger.com or just stop on by. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. The playoffs are back. I think it's KD, though, that has more to prove than anybody in the NBA right now because of Golden State and how he left. Opinions, analysis, and the latest news. Monday morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. All right, I'm Greeny, and I want to remind you that you can catch up with us anytime you want in two places. One of them is ESPN Plus, where we stream every single day, so you can watch the entire show whenever you want to. And the second is that we are indeed a podcast. Both hours of the show are posted daily as a podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny, and it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Dame Lillard of it all is interesting to me for, for two different pieces of reason. One of them is, does he really want out? And if he does, the second is, where does he want to go? Because Portland's not going to trade him unless he makes himself, <clears throat> unless he makes them do it. And we all know NBA stars have done it before and they'll do it again. So where does he want to go? He's not going to make them trade him and then just go wherever they want to send him. These things tend to get orchestrated. He's got a bunch of time left on his contract. His contract hasn't even kicked in yet. So the question is, the New York Knicks probably have as attractive a package to offer Portland as any team with good young players like R.J. Barrett, third year, well, who'll be in his third year out of Duke, and Obi Toppin and any number of other decent young players, and a bunch of, they have the, the cap space to bring him in, and they have draft picks like most other teams do. But the question is, is that what he wants? Does Damian Lillard want to come to New York? To me, the Knicks are a much more attractive landing spot than people are giving them credit for. Just because they've not had a whole lot of success recently, the selling point could be very easy. You can be the face of the franchise and play in the world's most famous arena, and if you win a championship here, be beloved forever, right? That's, that's a, much, it's a much more significant thing than winning one in Portland, even though he's done it for so long. Uh, to me, like the, the Knicks have an awful lot of appeal here. Plus, he gets out of the West. We can't overstate how tough the Western Conference is right now. Just leaving the Western Conference in and of itself for him should be the first priority. Okay, that, that, I like everything that you're saying, and I think that it makes at least some sense. And Dame, I think that probably, knowing him as little as I do, might be more appealing to him than going to, finding a way to get mm-hmm. to L.A. and being LeBron's sidekick, or even going to Golden State, which I get would be on some level going home for him. He's from Oakland. But, you know, Nat, that's Steph's team. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's Steph's team. The Knicks are not Julius Randle's team. He, the, the Knicks could become his team immediately. The way that Carmelo Anthony became the, you know, he, the, the face of the Knicks. And Stephen A. Today, today on Get Up said, Damian Lillard's not interested in being anyone's sidekick. Right. He wouldn't have to be anyone's sidekick in New York. He could take the franchise and run with it and put them in a decent spot. All right. I like it. I actually think it makes some semblance of sense. Let's see where it goes. Time for the weekend preview brought to you by the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can earn 3% 
cash back on online shopping, making the essentials even more rewarding. Uh, My weekend preview is as follows. The biggest sporting event of the weekend is not in the NBA. The biggest sporting event of the weekend is something you may not even be aware is happening. Because I think many of the people who are aware of this and excited about it don't listen to shows like this. The biggest sporting event of the weekend is Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Logan Paul, the YouTube sensation versus Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest fighters of all time, are boxing each other. They're going to fight eight three-minute rounds wearing 10-ounce gloves. There'll be no judges, no headgear. Knockouts are not prohibited, but there will not be an official winner declared. It is an exhibition. What does it mean? Logan Paul told ESPN, I have no interest in being cruiserweight champion of the world. My goal is to be the biggest entertainer on the planet. And putting on big fights and big shows as a freelance fighter is a good way to do that. And so there it is. This isn't really a sporting event. It's a show. But here's the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Is there really a difference anymore? Is there really a difference anymore between a sporting event and a show? We've been saying sports is entertainment for a really long time. This is the logical next iteration of that. When my brother and I were kids, we used to all the time argue over who would win a fight between this and that, people who would never otherwise fight. Like there were two popular television shows in my youth, The Partridge Family and The Brady Bunch, and we'd argue over which family would win a battle royale. <laughs> like if you got him into some sort of a fight. Okay, that's a, an extraordinarily dated reference, but you know what I'm saying. Who would win a fight between this and that? But you, we knowing they would never happen. Well, some smart person said, well, why don't we make that happen? People will watch. And instead of doing C-list celebrities, that sort of became a thing. You would take very, very, very barely famous people who were well past their celebrity prime and have them box. And that got some attention. Someone figured out, let's put a ton of money on the table. Let's get A-list celebrities in here. So all of a sudden you got Snoop Dogg and Justin Bieber and all of these A-list celebrities appearing on this thing. And let's get Logan Paul, who amongst the right people is as famous as anyone in America today. And let's have him fight Floyd Mayweather. Now, I might think to myself, that's the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard in my entire life. Can I tell you right now, my kid couldn't be more excited about it. Stevie and his friends already have plans where they're going to watch it, how they're going to watch it, what they're going to do. This is the biggest in its own right, the biggest sporting event of the weekend. It'll make a fortune. People are paying 50 bucks to watch this thing. So, Hembo, I'm not even going to bother asking you. You're obviously not watching this fight. I'm out. All right, yeah, because, I mean, emotionally and down deep inside, you're 30 years older than I am. Let me go to hashtag Bubba, uh, who before his long and now very successful run in radio production, uh, Bubba was actually a promoter, a a big fight promoter, very successful, worked with all of the greats, uh, Ali, uh, all the way back to Joe Lewis. Um, and, And my question is, are you buying this fight this weekend, Bubba? I am not going to buy this, no. Are you, were you even aware it was happening before I mentioned it? Uh, I had heard yesterday. I knew it was happening in general, and I found out yesterday that it was this weekend. If it was on regular TV, would you watch it? Uh, I think if uh, I probably would if I was like home, I just happened to be home, I would probably watch it, but I definitely wouldn't change my plans or do anything out of the ordinary to watch it. But if I happened to be home and it was on... ESPN, and I was just at home watching TV, I would watch it then. I mean, I'll make my my own position on this. 
If this was going on in my backyard, I would close the drapes so that I wouldn't accidentally see it. <laughs> Nothing could interest me less. But I'm telling you, it's the biggest event of the weekend. And that's the reality. And that is where sports is going. And younger people are either going to jump on that train or get run over by it. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.